And we are back. Another week. Another bunch of nerd stuff that has happened. Um, as always, I am food safety manager, Nick. I am Captain Nick. Ah, oh, son of a gun. That's such a good one. Um, it's been a week. Thanksgiving has come and gone. How was your Thanksgiving, sir? Oh, it was fantastic. Yours? It was It was good. I didn't burn our house down with a, boiling, with a boiling pot of oil and a bird in it, so that was nice. I did not see nearly as many videos this year. I feel like people are learning. There's been enough videos. There's, been enough, <laughs> there's enough YouTube videos where people are like, just turn it off. Turn it off. Um, so are you, are you and your family, are you guys big Thanksgiving people? Yeah. Well, we're all cooks. Oh. So it's our favorite holiday because we all get to come try to show up one another. Right on, right on. Working retail my entire adult life, I can give two craps over Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I was in the same boat until recently. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, for you know, first ten years of uh, first at least five years of our my mine and my wife's marriage, there's no holidays. <laughs> why why stop at Thanksgiving? We don't want Christmas, Easter, or Fourth of July either. I did I did. This is my first year I watched um I watched Macy's Day Parade. Really? Sat down and, and, and we watched it. Isn't it insane how people are entertained by it? I I thought it was me. I thought I was so out of touch. I didn't know one half the people that were up there. And they're like, it's award winning. So I didn't know who these people were. And then like Sean Paul shows up. I haven't heard that name since 2007, 2008. Yeah. And he just came out of hibernation and said, by the way, I'm still making music. Um and it was it was neat for a second. They're balloons. Yeah, well, it's a that that's an old concept, and you know, back in the day, entertainment was so sparse. <laughs> this is great. But, but, but going to a parade in person is one thing. Uh, yes. Watching a parade on TV is a whole other level of what are, what are we doing? Yes, and I think the fact that the camera angles would have. These musicians obviously not singing their songs live. It's 40 degrees in New York. Ambient noise would be insane. They're not. Then they would pan over to the audience. Half the audience is playing on their phones not paying attention. And the other half of the audience are trying to dance in the cold. But it's off with the music. There's a delay. So they're dancing off beat to everything. And it was very awkward. Very, very, very awkward. Um, the only parade to this day that I still enjoy watching, besides the Turbo Man parade, um, is the Dinosaur Parade from We're Back. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> that parade, that parade was aw- It had dinosaurs. It had dinosaurs. Well, I'm glad you had a, a great Thanksgiving. We got a great show ahead of us today. Got a lot of really important topics um, to talk about. Um, one of them, it's kind of a, no, it's not kind of, it's actually very sad. We lost, uh, we lost the Green Ranger. Yeah, yeah, and um, totally unexpected, obviously. Totally unexpected. Um, have you have you read up on on what happened? I think I think they're they're saying it was self. It was. Um, apparently, they're releasing some of the statements. Um, and this is this is according to the information that's out there right now that uh, him and his wife, um, who she had left him earlier this year, they were trying to work things out. And we're in a hotel and had a huge argument. So bad so that security had to be called to separate them. Oh, no. Um, and then I guess he went to his room and she went to her room. And she started texting him and he didn't respond. And she called him and he didn't respond. And they checked on him and, and he was gone. Um, and that's the thing. You know, this losing idols of our childhood is hard. Right. Um, losing, losing idols of our childhood uh, to something we can point our finger at, you know, cancer or something like that. That's bad. That, you know, that's, you know, we can we can come around that. But then when it's something like this, and, and, and of course with all of them, you look back at his last few videos and their cries for help, all of them, and everybody's sitting back watching him go, you know, I'm in a rough spot, but I'm going to make it through it. And you just, you just feel terrible about it. Um, but this year we've lost a couple uh, a couple superheroes, a couple, a couple of big people from our childhood. Yeah. Um, uh, Robbie Coltrane. Yeah, yeah. It, do you feel old? Do you ever just sit back and, and you see these people and, and you watch them pass and you realize we're not children anymore? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's makes you think about your own mortality when someone as young as um, Jason David Frank's dead. Yeah. Um, 
Chadwick Boseman when he died last year or the year before. Yeah, here recently. You know, that guy was not even 10 years older than... Uh, I think he was uh, just... No, he wasn't even 10 years older mm-hmm. than, than you. No, not me, because um, I'm the old one here. Yeah. I'm um, the old man in the group. Can go anytime. Enjoy your lives, people. Absolutely. Make the if, most of if it. If there's a girl you want to talk to, talk to her. If there's a podcast you want to do, do it. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. But we're here to also talk about some really, really big topics. One of the uh, big in the video game world is the new Pokemon games have dropped. And apparently they are glitchy as as heck. Um, Pokemon, I don't know for you listeners out there, Pokemon has been a staple in my life since the 90s. Um, through, the, through the anime, through the games. Um, I didn't even question the fact that Ash didn't age until just a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I finally sat back and realized, wait a In minute. Fact, look, he looks younger. <laughs> Every year. Um, it wasn't until until here recently that I sat back. I think actually this year and this season I saw a post he wins the Pokemon League for the first time in like 23 years. And I sat back and I was like, he did it. Yeah. Finally did it. But his, Brock and Misty weren't there. Nope. So it doesn't count. Jesse and James were. And they were in the crowd cheering our boy on. Were they really? I don't know, but they were there. <laughs> sure. Now this brings up an the interesting... true antag uh, protagonist of <laughs> no, the show. True, true hero. How? And this is something I'd also like to know from our listeners. How often you actually sit down and watch out full shows versus you see a tidbit of it on Facebook or YouTube? You're like, that's good enough. I don't need to see the rest of it. I've seen. I've seen this big scene. I'm done. I'm good. I've done it. <laughs> I've done it a lot, sadly. Yeah. My attention span's pretty short, so... I feel like everybody's is now. The, yeah. The, the way everything's changed. Um, you know, Avatar coming out in a few weeks, and they're saying that there's going to be a, a version of it that's almost five hours long. I can't sit for five hours. I bet that Avatar movie's not real. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean it's not real? It's a bait and switch. They hadn't made an Avatar movie. It's going to get pushed back. Yeah. Just keep getting pushed back. It's 12 years. It's going to get pushed back 12 more years. Yeah, they're saying that they need to make $2 billion to break even. See, it needs to break every box office record ever set to break even. Break even. Bold. Okay. I don't think it will. <laughs> what, what, a, what a movie. What a movie. Unless people go just so it's like, just for like, you know, like, I have to go because we have to go see Avatar, not because we want to be entertained, but we, we got to help out James Cameron. He needs, help. He needs now, the help. I will say I did that for Sonic, the first Sonic movie. You, you wanted them to have the money. No. The, remember they released the the animation for Sonic. They released yeah. the trailer and he looked terrible. And then they fixed it. They fixed it. And they deserve, they and deserve to win because they, of that. They listened to their fans. So yeah. we went, which of course we loved the movie. My son's a diehard Sonic. It's a good Sonic movie. Fan. Good movie. Um, Jim Carrey does phenomenal. Um, we enjoyed it a lot, but that really, I mean, how many times have we watched movies or, or TV shows and you just, you know that the higher ups are, they don't know what the fans really want. No, it's, it's half of everything now. So the fact that they, they heard the the masses on social media came out and said, "Hey, Sonic looks like a trash panda. Please redo." And they said, "You know what? We're going to invest the money and time, push the movie back, redo the whole animation for the whole movie because the fans want it." That was that that was enough for me to spend thirty seven dollars on two movie theater tickets. That makes sense. They 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 earned it, and the movie turned out great. So. Movie movie turned out great. But speaking of Pokemon, this is something that has been it's been circling around for a little bit. Um, and it has <clears throat> come across my table and, and started many a conversation. Um, Gen 1. Yeah. You're, you're in Palatown. Close your eyes for a second. Okay. Everything's pixelated. Yeah. Everything's blue or red. Or some variation thereof of blue and red. <laughs> that's, that's your whole color palette. Various shades of these colors. Yes. Um, beautiful, beautiful 8-bit music in the background. And you have to pick a starter. dun 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 Da-da-da. absolutely absolutely this old man has just saved you from the grips of death in the grassy fields by i think it wasn't it a pidgey or i don't remember what it was i no, think you, it was a, a ratata. ratata um but so he pulls you out you get a starter bulbasaur squirtle charmander 
wrong. So, now listen. <laughs> so you're in the world of Pokemon. You're in the world of Pokemon. You're in Pallet Town. Okay. I'm, I'm going with Charmander, like I always do. I blow through that game with Charmander. <laughs> Everybody, I'd like to regret. Or I regret to inform you that other Nick is no longer a member of the Nick Squared podcast. Because um, that's Charmander. Now listen. Now, if you if the question was, what starter would you pick if Pokemon were real here? I'd pick Venusaur. I mean, you know, Bulbasaur, and then you know, train him up to a Venusaur, and then that's my muscle. That's what helps me move and. You know, there's no use for a flying, terrifying dragon monster. Not a dragon. Not a dragon. Not a dragon. Fire flying. Back then, it was just fire. Um, now, what would you pick? Let me hear your answer well, here. So, my first time when I played the game, I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. This was 1996, 1997. I was six, no, seven or eight years old. We were actually on our way to a conference in Europe, and my parents got me a uh, purple Game Boy Color. And the Pokemon Blue. So I thought you had to pick the one that was on the box. So I picked Squirtle because Blastoise was on game cartridge. So I thought you had to had to pick it. Um, but I didn't know this. Uh, but when they designed um, when they designed the Pokemon games, that Bulbasaur was considered like easy, your, your easy mode of the game. Right. Squirtle was was. Uh, more of a hard, and then Charmander was the hardest you one. You could blast through the first two gems with Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. Um, so I always picked Bulbasaur. Obviously, I thought Charmander was was awesome, um, but also you know back then you just had those little animated sprites right. that didn't move and were extremely squared. So right. so Charizard didn't look phenomenal yeah, but in your brain. In my brain. Venusaur was like a giant stegosaurus-looking dinosaur. Yeah, that makes sense. It was this giant toad thing, um, and it wasn't until later on in life that I realized, like, I didn't, I didn't know measurements were on the Pokedex. I never read the Pokedex, and then going back in my adult years when I played and like Raticate is like a two and a half foot tall rat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of these are are terrifying, and Charizard is only like five foot tall. Yeah, so. Not even big enough to fly on. Right. Some of those Pokemon are pretty insane inside. If you look at, like, you know, the later games that has it, you know, with a picture next to a little human silhouette. Yes. And I just don't think they're actually that big. No. Uh, Could you imagine, you know, if Pokemon are real and you had a whale lord? Yeah. A, a Pokemon bigger than a bus? And you just let that thing out in your house on accident? Yeah. You go into somebody's. I mean, we were battling on ships in the original game. So you're in you're in a small apartment. And somebody says, "Hey, kid, I want to fight you in my apartment with yeah, my flaming." Cabin. Yeah, here's my flaming dinosaur. You have a giant whale. Doesn't make any sense. But the correct answer is Bulbasaur. I I concede to that. Bulbasaur, greatest starter. Charmander is obviously the cool one, but Bulbasaur, Bulbasaur's where it's at. Now, before we go any further, I want to do a quick shout out, if you don't mind, um, to our, our third our third member of our group, who's behind the scenes for everything, um, our benevolent overlord, Brandon. Huge shout out, he does. If you're listening to this right now, you're listening to it because of Brandon. Um, he takes our terrible, terrible audio and cleans it up and, and edits it and makes it all beautiful and makes us sound remotely um, like we actually have a microphone or something. Um but I've known Brandon for several, several years. Um, and I actually tried playing video games with Brandon one time. Yeah. And that's where he got his name, the Benevolent Overlord. So Brandon approached me and a couple of guys at work. Back when, I don't know about you, I play Minecraft one month every year. Okay. So like I'll go 11 months and I won't think a thing about Minecraft. And then for four weeks, I'm really into Minecraft. <laughs> it's a great four weeks. Yeah. Four weeks, it's nostalgia. It's very relaxing. And then I get bored with it. Um, well, it was during one of those four-week times, he started a server. And you have to pay for it. And so he's like, look, I'll pay for a server. Um, it'll be a private server. It'll just be some of the people that we know. It was him and his cousin, me and a couple other guys from work. Um, and we were, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll play with you guys. Um, so he started making rules 
Oh no! And but there were good rules like you can't sure, yeah. you can't tower. That's how it starts. Yes, that's how it starts. So he was like, you can't tower. Don't build to the sky. Then he was like, don't leave floating trees. Don't tear down half a tree and leave sure, your. Sure, yeah. Life. You want you want to look nice. Want to look don't nice. litter. Yes. Uh, then he's don't dig holes without filling them in. So don't dig straight down to bedrock and then just leave because you're going to fall and die. All fine rules. So this was this was in survival. Survival. We said no cheating. Okay. No nothing. Uh, no building at spawn. Like it was very normal rules. Nothing that would right. forewarn me of what I was getting myself into. So he opens up the server, and uh, we're all very much look. We'll all play together. We build together. Um, no machines can't build any kind of big machines that are going to lag the server. Very basic. So we log in, and me and the other guy are uh, we go off and start doing your regular Minecraft thing. Get wood, get food, do that. And Brandon's like, look, I'll just. I'll be there in a little bit. Let me figure out how to make the server run perfect. Um, then it starts raining dolphins. What? It starts raining dolphins. Okay. Then I start getting uh, struck by lightning, knocked off of mountains, teleported to random spots. <laughs> and Brandon is invisible, just trying things out in God mode and just doing whatever he wants to do. So we keep playing, we keep playing. And then all of a sudden... Um, him and his cousin always get diamonds as soon as we start. Um, they they're they're flying around while we're just <laughs> lowly people. <laughs> At one point, I log in and the whole server is like one frame per second. Can't figure out why. Like there's terrible lag. Um, I go to Brandon's house and he has this monstrosity machine built that's lagging the entire server. And and he re- replied with, "Well, it's my server." So. The rest of us got together and built a communal church. Yeah. We made it the church of Brandon. <laughs> and all the rules he had texted us, we put on planks all through the church. And we built it in secret for weeks. He had no idea. And since then, it was the church of Brandon. And, and anything anything he would do, Brandon would come in and be like, hey, guys, it's time to sleep. And somebody in the group chat would be like, the Brandon giveth. The Brandon taketh away. And we would all say, bless Brandon. And so it's been years now. But even to this day, he is the benevolent overlord, Brandon. But I just want to thank you. Thank you for all your hard work. We appreciate you. Our millions and millions of subscribers appreciate you as well. You're the best, Brandon. Absolute best. Absolute best. Hello. Hello. Is this thing on? Hey, guys. I'm Overlord Brandon. As Overlord, you must bow down to my great powers. But anyways, I must add, I blew up the almighty church of Brandon and reconstructed it in my own vision, and we all got bored and quit playing Minecraft again. But that's enough of me. Back to Nick and Nick. I do appreciate everything, guys. Really, thanks. So... One thing that I think that both of us agree on uh, here at the Nick Squared podcast, um, very judge-free area. Yeah. We don't don't really hate on people for for what they're into. Um, And we talked uh, last week about growing up as a nerd was very, you know, it was kind of looked down upon, especially in the South. Yeah, the South, you're really expected to... Football. Football. Man up. Man, man the heck up. Um, You were on the chess team... You sucked. You were on the football team and couldn't tie your shoes. This man's going places. Yeah. Um, but one thing that, that 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 you know I think everybody can agree on. Everybody's got a hobby. Everybody's sure. got something they're willing to spend money. Oh on. yeah. Um, you know, people will spend thousands and thousands of dollars trying to make their car louder or faster or whatever. Um, and being a nerd is no exceptions. Uh, we're sitting here in my office right now, and you can tell I've probably spent a few dollars. For sure. Um, so my question is, what one? What is the most you've ever spent on a hobby item? Single item. Single single item. Most money you've spent. Hmm. I'm very fruit. Like I, I don't like spending money. So I think I dropped a hundred and seventy dollars. Hundred and seventy. I know that's chump change compared to things I've seen. I dropped one hundred and seventy dollars on a special edition for a Mortal Kombat game that came with a, a really nice 
statues. <laughs> As you try to defend it, <laughs> now. no, listen, it's a hand carved. This wasn't made in a factory. There's only 500 of them in existence. I've bought I've bought a couple of numbered items, limited and, one out of 400,000. And, and I know that that's the most I've ever spent. And, and so it was the game. It was the game plus statue. Statue and DLC for the game later on that was exclusive. But yeah, that's it for me. Um, two hundred, right at right at two hundred bucks. Yeah. Now for a more entertaining answer, what about you, Nick? <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I'm I'm very big on uh, one. I was raised with without money, um, and in my early years of adulthood, that didn't change. It actually got worse. <laughs> um, I owed everybody money. Um, beforehand, I just didn't have it. Right. After that, I I got a credit card, and they said you can buy anything you want. I said this is awesome. I had no idea I had to pay any of it back. Right. Um, so I got real big into into collecting nerd things, books, comic books, but I would always hunt them down secondhand. Um, and I would try to find them slightly used. Slightly used is okay in, in my eyes for most sure, things. Yeah. Um, you know, I've spent, I've, I've bought collector's edition video games. Um, back in the day, before streaming services, I would always buy like the collectible tin for movies. Yeah. So they would release like a fifty dollar, you know, super collector's edition that had an extra thirty seven seconds of an ending scene, and it came in a metal tin. I was big on stuff like that. Um, but I would say the most I have spent on one item. Well, I wouldn't. It, it's kind of one item. It's well, it was kind of like three items together was my my lightsaber that i got ah, from yeah. from galaxy's edge that was um we walked in and said look lightsabers are only like at the time was like a hundred dollars for the hilt uh-huh. um but oh you want a blade for your lightsaber oh, it's an extra hundred dollars um oh you want a bag to carry it in that's seventy dollars you want a crystal to go oh, that's seventy dollars so it quickly got up to almost four hundred dollars right um to this day, I'm still extremely proud of my lightsaber. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while, I look back and I go, somebody tries to touch it, and I'm like, that's $400. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a little... I've held it. It For, feels like, oh, God, I can't mess this up. It's a $400 flashlight. Yeah. It's a very, very nice flashlight. Now, um, now if I had unlimited money, not I, even unlimited money, but a lot, and someone said, hey, I got a mint copy Action Comics number one. What do you say? I'd be like, okay, yep. Couple million dollars? Yeah. I think the last one sold for almost like six mil or I something. I think, like. yeah. I'd be like, yep, let's do it. Deal. So, so if money, you're you're Elon Musk. Yeah. I'm you, getting Action Comics number one. You throw millions. Which, you know, the- I know that's cliche, but the cover's really cool and... Yeah, I don't know. Um... There's a lot of things I would have that are just one of a kind, rare, you know, screen used lightsaber that, that yeah Mark Hamill carried around. The thing is, screen used stuff is rarely good quality. It's trash. Yeah, well, I mean that's why it's they, yeah. You know, they're trying to be as cheap as possible. Screen screen used stuff just isn't that big of a deal to we'll, me. We'll like, fix it in, in post production. I'd rather CG it. yeah. Like you, you have these two. Nick, Nick has these. <laughs> Two toy versions of the um, Green Ranger's flute blade thing, and the um, wow, okay, it's been a while, and then the the White Ranger's sword. Yes, they're awesome. Like if you get a screen used one, it's gonna oh, suck they're, they're compared to they're that styrofoam. Yeah, and it can't play cool music on it. No, no, no. And I've actually watched interviews of the cast holding. Like, you know, fan-made versions of their weapons, and they are in awe at how nice they are. Yeah. Because they're hitting people with them. Yeah. And everybody's wearing spandex, so they have to be essentially pool noodles that are painted. Pretty much. And then, God, we did a tribute to Jason David Frank at the beginning of this, and I didn't even say the name of the (laughs) Green Ranger knife, right? Goodness gracious. Anyways. Um... Now, I, I, I've seen, and I, I think, you know, thanks to social media, 
um, I'm constantly reminded um, of one, of how poor I am, um, and two, of how cool people with money can build things. And I've seen people build hidden offices that have every helmet from Star Wars in glass cases and, and yeah. Han Solo in the carbonite as a ta- as a coffee table. And they're like, oh yeah, I spent fifty thousand on that. And they put their 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 Coca Cola can. No coaster. Yeah, no coaster. Not a care you, in the world. Have you seen Joe Manganello's basement? Oh, you know he's really into D anD D. And um, my God, his basement is just a dungeon. He he is it is a dungeon master's dungeon, and you know the just he has dragon heads up there. He has a, a mind flayer head. Oh, he has man. a beholder hung up there, I'm pretty sure, but it's just fantastic. Just fantastic. And, you know, of course I would have all that. For sure. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But as of right now, with, with the income I have, I get things that are neat. But I don't... I don't blow the bank on it anymore. No. I, I still have a hard time... Um... I follow a couple authors, and they'll they'll post, "Hey, we've got a, a collector's edition of our book coming out, and it's fifty nine dollars, and it has slightly different cover art than the regular twenty dollar one." And I, I see that, and in my mind, I go twenty dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm still in my mind, and I'll you know, especially when some books come out and they're real thin, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, it's a novella, still twenty dollars." I'm like, "That's eighty pages. I'm gonna read that in an hour." And then I feel bad because, like, I didn't know this until recently. Somebody told me that almost every comic book is online. Pretty much. We can get, like, a monthly subscription and just read any comic. Yeah. I've got three long boxes that I've spent thousands of dollars on that it's not worth the paper it's printed on. And I look at that and I'm like, wait, what have I been doing with my life? Right. A lot of space saved. Yeah. And they're very heavy to move. I mean, you could say the same thing for books. No, you no, you can't. You no. What Amazon? No. Kindle? No. I sell my books on Kindle. I still don't have one. Oh. I like I like the paper. I'm a purist. Sure, yeah, but I like to smell the books. I'm that weird guy that goes into a bookstore and just looks around and picks up a book. Oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna see me in a bookstore. It's gonna sniff that book over there. Just wait. Oh, it's good paper. He comes in here pretty often. Yeah. Just uh, security runs me out. The yeah. book sniffer's back. These kids never learn. They never learn. They keep sniffing the books. I will say. I, I mean, I'm. I'm not shocked. I'm glad there are still bookstores around. But I'm honestly, it's shocking that there's bookstores around. Yeah, there's more bookstores than comic shops, which I guess, I guess that makes sense. But I'm salty about it. So, I don't know where, every, where everyone's listening from, but if you're in the Carrollton, Georgia area, and you want to get into comics, and you don't care about your kidneys, Quest Comics is the comic book store. So, you watch Big Bang Theory, and you see Stewart's comic book store. You watch Comic Book Men, and you see uh, Kevin Smith's comic book store. And they're brightly colored. Big windows. Uh, Super nice editions of comics on the wall. Superhero costumes all over the place. Smiling cast of, of, of clerks ready to help you. And then you go to Quest. What was your first experience when you first walked into Quest? First time I walked into Quest, um, my eyes had to adjust because it was daytime outside. Mm-hmm. And it was four in the morning inside of Quest. Yes, they had plywood on the windows. <laughs> um. Because it's an old warehouse, but, isn't it? Yes, it's an old old factory of some kind. Yeah, it's, right, you're right, it's factory. Um, but once my eyes adjusted, every wall is covered with trade paperbacks and graphic novels. And sure. Good ones, like the best ones, all of them even. <laughs> A to Z. Um, they have their counter where they sell their dice and cards. Sure. Um, it's a little scary. So, uh, at first, and you meet the people and they're so helpful and they will talk to you. And if you need something, they're like, we will get it. Absolutely. But there's a corner where I think the bathroom is that is the creepiest corner of any building I've ever been in. Absolutely. So it's, it's one big 
giant square, essentially. Yeah. With a hidden door. With a hidden door, which I didn't know about until about the third time I went in. Uh-huh. One thing is it's got fluorescent lights that are motion sensitive. Yes. So when you walk in, two-thirds of the comic book store is pitch black. And as you walk, the lights would will do that that hum, that flick, 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 flick yeah. hum, and light up and then turn off behind you. And you can only see what's immediately around you. Right. Now, my first time going in, um, I, I found out there's a comic book stop, a shop near me. Got in my car, wanted to go buy some comics. Um, so I get in there, and what you know, we walk in, old factory, no windows. The front glass had plywood on it, so it was pitch black on the inside. And there was a lady uh, who I think she's the mother of the of the owner um, was sitting uh, behind the counter, and the counter's in the middle of the comic book store. And she had a crib, like next to her, like a bassinet thing for like a baby, no baby. So I just, <laughs> just I just, <laughs> I just assume there's a child that that frequents this establishment, sure. like a grandchild or something. Um, so I'm looking at comics, and you know I'm shuffling around, uh, and like Nick said, great selection, thousands upon thousands, a lot of square square footage, and I turn behind me, and she's staring at me, and she's barely moving, so the lights around her are on <laughs> and she's rocking the bassinet the empty bassinet the empty bassinet just slowly Ooh. and and my wife who was my fiance at the time said that she had to go use the restroom and left to go use the restroom and i'm watching her go down a dark hallway in the corner lights flickering behind her she comes back not even 30 seconds later and i said hey you okay and she goes i can't use the bathroom I, I can't do it i can't we need to leave we need to leave and it was terrifying experience but as we were leaving and i'll never forget this the, the the lady behind the counter she asked me you know very old probably at least two thousand years old yeah um knew moses on a first name basis and she asked she's like is there anything you're looking for and i said um i'm really big into the essentials comics which are which are those over there um for anybody who doesn't know essentials are um it's like 20 comic issues of like the old golden age ones. So Journey to Mystery 82, first appearance of Thor is in Thor Essentials 1. And that's where it starts. And then it's like 20 issues. And you can just buy them in a big dictionary book and just yeah. read them all at once. Um, well, they were out of print then. I said, but I'm looking for number two, uh, Thor Essentials 2. And without missing a beat, she goes, that's a really hard book to find. And I said, yeah, I can't can't find it anywhere. Um, so she's, she, you know, pulls out a piece of paper, pulls out a pen. I'm not sure if she was writing in blood or not. And she goes, give me your name and number. I'll call you. So I give her my name and number like any, you know, red blooded American. Didn't think anything else about it. Six months go by. I'm out of state visiting family in Utah. Get a phone call. Number I don't know. And this was before we want to talk to you about the warranty on your car. Um, so I answered and that same dry voice, Nick, I got your Thor. I said, you, what? Thor essentials too. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm still looking for it. And she goes, retails like $19. I said, yeah, but it took you six months to find it. And she goes, you're right. $17, I'm sorry. And tried to go lower on the price. And since then, I don't care about my kidneys. I don't care if I lose body parts in there. They have done phenomenal customer service. Any comic, no matter how obscure it is, they'll find it for you and get it to you in a a pretty good time. Six months. And they they never try to to upcharge you for anything. No, no, no. And always super nice. And if you play Magic, if you're in the area and you play Magic, that's what that that's what that hidden door is for. It opens up, and they have this whole area, tons of folding tables to play magic on. I'm sure they have D and D there. They do, they do. Friday night magic. They have D and D. They have Pokemon tournaments. They have all kinds of stuff. Wonderful so, place to go. You just you just got to get over it and and get in there. Ju- yeah, just it's real creepy. Real but, creepy. But once once you once you spend some time there, it's. It feels homey after it, a while. It really does. I, I I prefer to go there than anywhere else. But again, first time 10, 15 years ago was terrifying. But then, like I said, everybody spends something. I've seen people spend thousands of dollars on a football. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. This game used or signed, and I, I don't get the 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 drive to that. But hey, if that's what you're into, by all means, get your football. Um, I don't think I could ever spend a million dollars on a comic book. No, not unless I had unlimited money, especially one you're not gonna read. I'm convinced if I had unlimited money, I would probably die really soon because I would try to be Batman or Iron Man. Like, yeah. Like, you could be Logan Paul and, and buy Pokemon cards, or, hear me out, I could build a super suit. <laughs> like, like, right? Like, you have unlimited money. Why am I buying a, a, a remade DeLorean? Why am I not trying to build an actual time machine? Like, I feel like Elon Musk is the only one that's actually trying to do some weird stuff out there. I wish we would have gotten Tony Stark instead of Elon Musk. In our multiverse? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like Tony has his head on his shoulders, and Elon is kind of a, you know, he's a loose cannon in, in every sense of the word. But could you imagine in our society, especially with, with the way our society is now, right? Yeah. Could you imagine a philanthropist playboy who makes guns? Like, these aren't just people who own Twitter. He's over there. They got, yeah, they're making missiles. They're making missiles. (laughs) They're proud that they are blowing up other countries. And and we're over there like, hey, put them on the front of the magazine. Yeah. How come none of those guys are super famous? (laughs) Because they exist. (laughs) Yeah. Where are these people? We have Tony Stark. Problem is, they're still making yeah. missiles. Oh my goodness! But now, if I had unlimited money, like I don't know, I would, I would be, I would be spending a lot of money, but I'd be doing some weird stuff. Build a lair. Oh yeah, a lair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that's like not a man cave or, or a, you know, like a, a lair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would. I'd be. I'd be trying to do some. Like I remember watching MythBusters. I don't remember the gentleman's name from it. Um, Adam Savage. Yes, okay. that that would I would be like him, where he's like, we could build a real lightsaber, and yeah. they're over there in, in insulated suits, cutting through sheets of metal, and I'm like, I would do that, but I don't have that skill, so I would I would look at it and be like, I could I could run my hand through it fast enough, and <laughs> not hurt me. He's like, oh, uh. <laughs> your whole arm catches on fire. <laughs> I am now Nick the Nub. Yeah. <laughs> so, I agree. Everyone's got something to spend money on. I'm into comics, but I'm not a million in, million dollars into comics. Even books, as much as I love books, I couldn't spend a million dollars on on one book. Well, apparently you don't have to. You keep finding these <laughs> signed first editions at Goodwill. That's one thing. Being in the South, um, I have learned that you know if you're into football, you never see footballs at thrift stores. No. You never see any kind of sporting equipment, any kind of hunting equipment. Oh, you see, no, no, you do see a lot of lacrosse gear yes, at Goodwill. Yes, um, tennis, golf, but you never see cleats. You never see basketballs. Um, you never see basketball hoops, nothing like that. Um, but you do see books. Yeah, you see a lot of books, and a lot of them have ended up here in this office. Um, I enjoy books, and I enjoy bargains. So me a book for a dollar it doesn't really it could be a cooking cookbook it's a dollar i have a lord of the rings cookbook in my kitchen right now i have never used it because it's a lot of vegetables you know they released um an alien cookbook like ridley scott's alien cookbook no there's a halo cookbook yeah yeah they did it's it's great I've heard there's good stuff in there. I'm not going to do it, but... At uh, what point in time are they just just signing off on putting their, their titles, their intellectual properties? Like, underwear, I get it. Clothes, sure. Uh, there's, a whole, there, look, there's a whole division. There's a whole office <laughs> of people at all of these companies going, okay, let's put it out. Let's put out everything. And um, somebody came out and said, hey... yeah." What, what does Master Chief eat in between right. fighting the Covenant and the Flood? Yeah, speaking of putting things out no matter what, our new tennis rackets are on sale. Um, <laughs> www.givemeyourmoney.com yeah, we're, So we, we're thinking about doing merch. Um, slightly worn underwear. 
Um, we will actually both wear the same pair. Um, so you get the Nick Squared Experience, uh, $10,000. I, all of my socks are starting to get a, a hole right where the toe is. Perfect. Let's put it on the merch store. Yeah, I got to be able to make money off of those. That's a waste. Brandon, if you could help us with that, we want a merch store where we can sell all of our used junk. Pots and pans, slightly used. Didn't somebody sell bath water one time? I feel like Yeah, was... you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Brandon had some. <laughs> Our benevolent overlord Brandon has a very... We're not judging him. He just has an extensive collection of used yeah, like, bath water. Like we said, people <laughs> like collecting certain things and we no, don't judge we anyone. Don't judge. We don't judge. But I've noticed, I've, I've noticed, you know, I'm I'm all for sponsorships. You know, we're I'm not going to be one of those guys that that, that you know, poo poos on sponsorships, and then in three years we're being sponsored by Redcon or or you know Skull Candy headphones. I'm all for that. Um, yeah. I'm all for merch. But at some point in time, if somebody came up to me and said your fans want, you know, toenail clippers with your name on it, do they? Yeah, I don't think anyone. I don't think Do so. they want that? Are there people out there that said, man, if I could get some Chris Hemsworth, you know, hairbrushes, sign me up. Yeah. This is what I need in my life. <laughs> I want to I want to know what Master Chief is eating. Uh, I'm assuming at that point in society, it's a gray block of nutrition that has no taste. It's just like a pill. They're not eating steak. Well, I, I realized something... That it might have been a holdover when we were, you know, when we were children, you know, every cereal had a, you know, it would come out with limited editions. Like this is the Batman cereal, yes, Batman yes, yes, sure. popsicles, Batman Kool Aid jammers, Spider Man Pop Tarts. Right, they tasted the same, but they had Batman on the front. Or well, not, not you Pop Tarts. Like taste the same? No, I'm talking about like the Kool Aids and the Capri Suns and gummies. They you, taste the same. You think they taste the same? I know they do. No. Anyway, what I'm get, <laughs> what I'm getting at. I mean, you know, they've released limited edition flavors for some of these, but um, some of these cereals were just sugar with you know Batman shaped or macaroni and cheese. You know, you have different shaped macaroni <laughs> I remember the and Batman cheese. Macaroni, yeah, yes. you have different shaped macaroni and cheese. Tasted completely different than the normal. So one. they come up, you know, a razor, you know, Gillette razors. Yeah. I found a Gillette razor that had like, you know, there was themed, like it had Lana Braves or the Falcons or I think one of them had, even had the Batman symbol on it. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. Gen X and Baby Boomers wouldn't have stood for this. No. Because that's the same razor. <laughs> that razor is going to cut my face exactly the same. But I was like, oh man, a Batman, Batman razor? That'd be awesome. I'm Bruce Wayne. And that's, huh? that's because that marketing started hard in the 80s and 90s and absolutely really went in hard for us and we never got over it. How unprofessional. I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, and we just got copyrighted. Yep, that's uh, Apple's going to get us for that one. <laughs> we all laugh about it, but the windows get busted in as Apple SWAT teams Tim come Cook. In. <laughs> it's Wozniak Run! <laughs> He has nothing to do with Apple now. I know. Isn't that no, weird? It, it, no. You don't think so? Our, since we've been alive, he's had nothing to do with Apple. Do you think it's weird that people who create, who are there at the founding of it, can so easily be like, all right, it's public now. Okay, bye. Well, you know, sometimes it's not you know part of their plan, but yeah. Like, you know the story of McDonald's? No. The McDonald's brothers were out before... Ray Kroc is the quote-unquote founder of McDonald's. We're getting out of nerd stuff here. We're getting into food history. This is the food history portion I'm, I'm the of food, the podcast. The uh, food safety manager. But I mean, you see, like, you know, we watched for our generation. Um, I am a purist. I do enjoy Star Wars 4, 5, and 6. But 1, 2, and 3 I saw in theaters. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That was that was our generation's exactly. Star Wars. Yes. Um you know, I, my dad still swears there's only one Jedi, and that's Luke Skywalker. Mace Windu is pretty bad. cool Jedi. Bad to the yeah. bone. Um, we uh, and so I remember. I remember being a kid, and I remember even as a teenager watching interviews with George Lucas, just eating up every word. And George Lucas is not a very energetic person. And they'd ask him, "Oh, you, you don't you don't think this is energetic?" I think this is extremely energetic. 
I feel a lot of zeal and creativity in his voice. That's exactly how I feel. But he would do interviews and they would say, you know, what are you going to do for 7, 8, 9? He's I'm not doing them. I refuse to do a single... There's not going to be any Star Wars TV shows. There's not going to be any Star Wars movies. There's nothing Star Wars. And I remember being, you know, being young and being like, it's just over. Like, I'm just not going to see any new Star Wars. And then he sold it and I was like, how could you sell Star Wars? It wasn't his anymore. It wasn't his anymore. It quit being his and he knew it. And he could, t- like, he said so. Yeah. But I mean, like, even that belongs to us. us now. But I mean, I, I remember, you know, uh, oh, I, I did remember, and now I'm a liar, I'm a filthy, filthy liar. Benevolent Overlord Brandon's going to get me. Um, Bungie owned Halo. Yeah, yeah, they created Halo. Created, created Halo. Phenomenal soundtrack. Wonderful. Changed first person shooters forever. Absolutely. Then Bungie's out. Bungie's out. And then they go into... They, three, four, three industries. Yep. And they turn around and they say, we're going to make a brand new game. It's like Halo. But it's not <laughs> Destiny. Destiny. And I remember playing Destiny and everyone was like, it's just like Halo. No, like, it's not. It, the controls were just like Halo. Sure, yeah. But every other FPS is too. A- absolutely now. But, and I don't know, just looking back on it, I, I wonder, how would we feel if, if tomorrow... Two other Nicks came in and said, we want to buy your podcast. You're out. And then then it gets wildly successful because we're not part of it anymore. And we see billboards everywhere. Nick squared, Nick this, Nick that. And there's benevolent overlord Brandon's face and the two new Nicks because you know they're going to keep him on. Yeah. Um, um, and you just know, like, you, you're that guy who had a coffee shop. I started, I started Disney. No, you didn't. You're out. Yeah. You're gone. Do you think they care? Do you think they get their money and they just run? I know what I would do. Get the money and run? Yeah. You would sell this this whole establishment. If Nicolas Cage walked in here right now and said, Hey, I'm going to buy your podcast, okay? Yeah, I would do it. I'd be like, okay, yeah. No, nice. Well, nice to meet you, sir. That's because it's Nicolas Cage. And I agree. He deserves this. Yeah. In fact... We'd like you to meet our next guest, Nicholas. <laughs> the third Nicholas. We all every guest on this show will only be Nicks. It's the famous Nicks in our time, um, and or they legally change their name. Name to, three. What famous Nicks? Yeah. Yeah. I name two right now. <laughs> well, oh, there's that one guy, Nick. You remember him? Nick. He did that thing that one time. Yeah. Yeah. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Um. No, I would. There's there's very few things I wouldn't sell in my life. Yeah, no, I would sell lots of things. Money's not. Money's really cool. <laughs> the entire time I was growing up, I was always told money won't buy happiness. And I'm Boy, like, it, it, it keeps you from being sad, though. <laughs> and and I watch famous people. They'll be like, you know, it's been really hard. We're taking three months off to go spend three months in Cancun just to recenter ourselves. And my eye twitches. I'm like, three months off? I barely get two days off a week. Yeah. What do you mean three months? You know, it's really, really hard. You know how hard it is to pick three meals a day to make for a family? Forever. They're hungry every day. Every day they wake up. They don't say, hey, dad, good morning. It's good. What's for breakfast? What's for lunch? What's for dinner? Can we have a snack? That's the hardest question in my life right now is what am I going to cook for the rest of my life? Yeah. Anyone out there that that is either about to have a kid or, or just had one, it, it takes a long time for them to make their own food. Man, it really does. And also, if anybody wants to sponsor us and throw in a couple million dollars to help out two Nicks and a benevolent overlord Brandon, um, we accept donations in all forms. Cash, gold, silver, Bitcoin. Is Bitcoin still a thing? Not for long, it looks like. (laughs) I was was never into cryptocurrency because I didn't understand it's money you can't see. Money already, to me, it's paper. Right. And I, I was in Europe when, when the euro came out and they were like, we were in Germany, we had the mark. 
And so I was like, look, I have money. And they're like, not anymore, you don't. Huh. That's not money. And I'm like, no, this is like 150 marks. And they're like, it's not, it's useless. You you missed the, the time frame to convert it over to euros. And I watched how quickly paper and coins lost the relevancy. So paper money to me already is weird. It's just, you know, debit cards, everything's numbers on a yeah. screen. But Dogecoin, <laughs> we we uh, made money off of a meme, and it's worth billions of dollars for thirty seven seconds. Yeah, um, but I, that's not to say we won't accept it. Yeah, just you know, make it snappy. <laughs> yeah, we're really sick and tired of working. <laughs> oh my goodness, we're getting off of nerd topics. So we got ten minutes left. A few more questions. Trying to get some more questions and trying to get you guys to learn more about us. Because we're awesome. Two of the greatest Nicks I've ever met. I haven't met Nicolas Cage, though. So, Yeah. He's really the... what Every Nick, when they're born, they strive to be a Nicolas Cage. Absolutely. More so now than when he was extremely famous. I love watching... He has 14 movies come out every year. And they're he just great. Says yes. He just says yes. Just says yes. But so one thing in, in movies um, in particular, I've noticed there was there was some fluctuations over the years. You had movies that had scores. Yeah. Instrumentals, people singing in, in, in Nordic uh, dialects. And it was beautiful. Then you had movies that just took popular songs. Yeah. By Linkin Park or by whoever was famous at the time. Sure, yeah. And just said, hey, Eminem, you want to do the soundtrack for Venom? <laughs> yeah i love those yeah so it's it's a love hate thing but what would you say favorite music score favorite music anything from a movie has to be in a movie or sure. a tv show so this is gonna be pretty lame spongebob um, squarepants no oh. the the scott pilgrim movie scott pilgrim versus the world scott pilgrim versus the world yes so the soundtrack now the soundtrack and the score obviously are two different things sure the soundtrack amazing one of the best movie soundtracks Ever. Really? Ever, yeah. Me and you are into different kind of music. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, like, hey. Not judging. Wow. Wow. That's sorry. that's the soundtrack. From sorry, Scott it is not. But, so the Brandon, soundtrack. Brandon can edit that out. Absolutely amazing. You got Beck. Um, that's it. No. Um, Frank Black or Black Francis. Pixies. No, there's no Pixies in there, but Black Francis has some stuff. Um. And then, of course, songs that Beck wrote that Sex, bob the, the band in the movie, perform are on the soundtrack. Great soundtrack. I have it on CD. I love it. Then the score. Nigel Godric. Chip tunes. The, it sets the atmosphere amazingly. I, Nick is shaking his head. He doesn't get no, this. No idea. Um, love 8-bit music. Um, I thought the answer was going to be completely and then, obvious. You just went left. Sorry, man. I, I I love it. It it hits a spot in me that just lights something. Scott Pilgrim in general is you're fans my, of the comic. I love it. it's my favorite series of books. Okay, it's my favorite series of graphic novels. Do you feel the movie did it justice? Yes, really? I do. Okay. I do think that uh, there is a series is coming out, an anime series, and I think it's going to do it more justice because they perfectly adapt the first book. Perfectly adapt the, the movie. First perfectly adapts the oh, that first was only book. the first book no 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 you let me finish okay. Perfect, you got me excited your it energies. perfectly adapts the first book and okay. then speed runs the, the the other six five the other five there's six books just speed runs through them but the first book is adapted perfectly but the soundtrack and the score is just absolutely phenomenal people like me i suppose i watched the movie yeah. finished it and said that's cool that's I, how most people I felt think about it the most thing or the biggest thing i took away from it was vegan power yeah you know 10 you know how they say you only use 10 percent of your brain yeah because the other 90 percent are filled with curds and whey <laughs> oh my goodness oh my God. all right so anyway it's the wrong answer so i'm sorry, sorry. the wrong Pokemon. you're right i'm sorry wrong score no fanta again not judging. Other than judging. that, anything by John Williams. Just, Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty Can I much. Still, your answer. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Um. Nice. No, I, I enjoy. I enjoy. 
you know, regular the regular music and songs that come on with movies and TV shows, um, especially in modern movies. Yeah, like I said, they threw in Eminem when uh, on the Venom soundtrack. Um, you know, I've worked out to that song several times. Nothing wrong with it. But um, to go through and listen to like the Lord of the Rings yes. soundtrack. That's a that is a score. Yes, Star Wars the open, especially the opening. Yeah, when the crawl happens. Um, you you know what you're watching exactly. Indiana you, Jones. You can walk. You can be in the next room, not know what they put on. You hear dun, 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 dun. You know they're watching Indiana Jones. You know if Lord of the Rings is on. You know if Harry Potter is on. Is a Harry Potter? I mean, it's, absolutely, absolutely. That's I think John Williams did that too. Yeah, yeah. he did. Um, I didn't notice Harrison Ford hates the Indiana Jones song. Harrison Ford hates everything. He hates Harrison he Ford. Not, <laughs> Harrison Ford. Does not like a single Harrison Ford property. No. He's a curmudgeon. He's like, imagine how I'm going to be when I get older, honestly. You're going to be Jeff Goldblum when you're older. True. <laughs> you have no ah. choice. Ooh. Ah. Mm. Interesting. We're both, me and, uh, no one knows what, people who know me obviously know what I look like, but if you don't. Jeff Goldblum. I'm quite lanky. <laughs> no, that's a lie. He is Jeff Goldblum. Looks uh. like it. Facial features. You're, um, you're. You're gonna give me a big head. I'm not that handsome. <laughs> the great value version. No, Jeff yeah, Goldblum. I look like. No, but he does. He sounds like him. Does a great. We have impression. Jeff Goldblum at home. <laughs> we have Jeff Goldblum <laughs> at home. Um, but no, I watched an interview, or uh, not an interview. I watched an award show, and they said, you know, now presenting the award, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford comes out, and they're ba 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 ba, and he gets up and he goes, ah, "Hate that effing song." It follows me around everywhere. And I, I've watched interviews with uh, Mark Hamill, and he does a phenomenal Harrison Ford yeah, of course impression. And Harrison Ford hates that he does Harrison Ford so well. And I really, he is, he's just an angry so, old guy. Because, like, you know, Mark Hamill says they're friends. He never <laughs> looks happy to be in the room with <laughs> no, Mark Hamill. <laughs> no. Mark Hamill's the only one that says they're friends. Harrison Ford is everybody like my best friend, Mark Hamill. <laughs> My best friend was this guy that I met in a bar. We never talked again. Yeah, fantastic. That's, that's how I met an Harrison Ford is like, I don't know. I watch old westerns every once in a while, and I just envision that's how Harrison Ford lives now. Speaking of old westerns, those, that, those old westerns is probably where the score for Indiana Jones came from. Sure. Yeah, you know, a lot of that, you know, very big, big bandy stuff, blasting horns. Love it. Really, really happy to get out there and shoot some cattle. No, for, I don't really I've never watched a western. I'm just kidding. I, lo- I, lo- I do like some westerns. But I, I love how music can can just affect in movies. You can build the scene. And, you know, watching the other day, uh, you know, both Nick and I uh, recently had, had children. Not together, obviously. Um, but we just had children right around the same time. Yeah. Um, and my wife uh, uh, and I are, are up with the child, as new babies do. <coughs> Excuse me. Very unprofessional for me to cough. And um, at one point in time, um, we were up. She was feeding. Um, and we started getting ready to go back to sleep. And my wife, I don't know if your wife's this way, when she wakes up, she's she can't just go back to sleep. Takes you know 30, 40 minutes. Takes an hour to, to really unwind. Even if she's only up for a second, it just restarts her clock. No, I think my wife has narcolepsy. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> um, but so she was was laying down. Um, I had fallen back asleep. The baby had fallen back asleep. She couldn't sleep, so she put on Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Um, which, if you're going to fall asleep during a Lord of the Rings movie, it needs to be the Fellowship. A lot of a lot of very walking. calm movie. Very calm movie. But, um, so I wake up four or five in the morning and the Rohirrim are about to storm <laughs> and he's giving the speech and smacking swords on spears. <laughs> and I mean, just, I woke up and my, my child woke up, you know, two weeks old and him and I are just sitting there just in awe of this scene and the bah, 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 as the horses are, and I was just like, they're not talking anymore. It's just music. And it's beautiful, and it sets the scene so so well. Old horror movies. Oh, God, yes. 
when it would get silent and you know yeah. something about to happen. Shout out to Harry Manfredini. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> if you want to be on our show or buy our used uh, underwear. <laughs> scary. I believe Friday the 13th score is the scariest music I've ever heard. Um, the, 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 the screeching violin. And, and they own the first movie. They um, only played music when the killer was around. The jump scares that weren't the killer had no music. Wow. The, the music, if there was music, it's because the real killer was there. Now, I will say my favorite horror music score, Voodoo Apocalypse. I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah, you let me borrow that. Yes, Voodoo Apocalypse. If you haven't seen it, which, uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, you're missing out. But it, uh, they filmed it to look like, I think it was supposed to be like in the 50s, or no, like the 70s. Yeah. Um, so it's filmed... You know, it looks like an old film where, you know, it's scratching and stuff. It's, you know, dull colors. But this guy is playing funky bass lines. And creating zombies with the funk. Yep. And so it's these two cops. And it's, you know, it's Nacho Libre style, Jack Black humor. So it's awesome. But the score is just bluesy funk. And he would look and the camera would zoom in on their face. You want to hear the funk? And he would just start smacking the bass. And then people would just start twitching and turn into zombies. <laughs> he would control hordes of zombies with the bass. And I watched that movie. And I looked at my wife and I was like, best movie. And whoever convinced a production team and everybody here to be a part of it and act so well, that's who needs to be running our country. There you go. Not 90-year-old people. No. The producers... A Voodoo Apocalypse. Run 2024. 2024. I was watching, uh, we're almost done. I was watching, when I was watching the uh, the Macy's Day Parade, um, my favorite part of it by far um, was they had President Biden um, and his wife call into the parade. And there was about a, a minute where he couldn't figure out how to work a phone. Oh no. And it was. Uncle it, Joe. It was, I, I promise you. It was me talking to my grandparents. Yeah. Hello. It's all of them. Are you? Yeah, but I mean, realistically, you're you're a mill worker. How old is he? Eighty something. Yes, I guess like seventy five or seventy five. That you're seventy five as a mill worker. They're making you retire. Yeah. In in most cases, in most cases, you don't see very many seventy five year olds entering or staying in the workforce. No. Not even managers of Walmart. Let the guy have a nap. Yeah, chill. Let them, these guys need to go home. You can't tell me that those suits are comfortable. Yeah. If they did an interview and just randomly popped up at the White House and he's in a, a robe and pajamas and like fuzzy rabbit slippers, let him be. Let him be. Just let him wear his slippers. God. I just want to, you know, I just want to give him a recliner. Yes. I hope, I hope Joe Biden has a recliner. That that guy, you know, he's... He, he, he just conks out sleeping in the recliner. That's what I want for him. <laughs> they bust into the old wall because he's got his feet. <laughs> oh man! Uh. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? I don't know how to do Joe Biden. I remember. I remember when, when Bush was president and all over Saturday Night Live. Oh my God, he was awesome just to make fun Look, of. George Bush was. Un, the most unintentionally funny president ever. Ever. In the history. I'll never forget. I was watching Saturday Night Live. And they did phenomenal impressions of him. And on one of the episodes, you know, squinty eye. Yeah. Al-Qaeda. I'm going to find you. And I'm going to bring him to justice. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. And he didn't mean, like you said, he didn't mean to be. No. Man, he was funny. Everyone was still really cool with each other then. <laughs> Not anymore, because, God, if you make fun of Donald Trump in front of some people, they get pretty irate about it. Isn't it weird? It is weird. It's weird. But but then again, you, some people have that same energy if you make fun of their football team. It's or, a lot like that. Or if you make fun of, you know, oh, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Some people what? are cool. See? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But some people are cool about it. If you go to a convention, and I've watched videos of people walking around and miss. Uh, titling cosplayers <laughs> so they'll see somebody who's obviously you know mario yeah and they'll call him <laughs> something completely random hey look it's zelda yeah and they'll, they'll do something like and and these nerds get mad and i'm a nerd look man what 
if, if you ever find yourself getting angry um, and no one has taken anything from you or hurt you, you're probably in the wrong. I'm like, you're probably in the wrong. Because, you know, unless someone insults you directly, takes something from you, won't leave you alone after you've asked, tries to hurt you, anger is probably not the appropriate response. Sure. Unless you're um, making fun of Star Wars. Yeah, then you, you can get violent in that case. Yeah, you deserve everything that comes Go ahead and get all your values. Being an introvert nerd that especially has children, especially young children and new babies, nobody wants to hang out with somebody that has a baby, except for other people with babies. Right. They just want to share in the misery of no sleep and uh, caring for something that is defecating on you. Sure, yeah. Um, I don't, I'm not around people anymore. <laughs> well, that, that might have something to do with the, the pandemic. Because I'm not, a, I am not an introvert. I would love to blame it. Uh, Nick, you don't have a lot of friends? Oh, no, it's COVID. COVID ended my friendships. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have friendships before. No, what are you talking about? I, I, this is going to sound odd. I'm very social. Very. Really? Yeah. Like, before the pandemic, I liked hanging out with large groups of people. It, it fed my, I don't know why. Hmm. Um, maybe I'm a narcissist that likes it when people laugh at his jokes. Well, but that's we sad. also give therapy sessions here on the Nick Squared podcast. If you'd like to uh, have a, a, get some get some good quality help from non licensed, actually no, I'll tell you about I'm licensed. I'm a food safety manager now, so <laughs> I am. I can obviously give give some sort of of advice. I have a master's degree in creative writing, and I've really debated going back and getting my my PhD. Um, but I won't because my wife said she refuses to call me doctor. And then why else? Yeah. Why would you, why would you get it? And I've told her that she was like, so if you're at a restaurant, somebody starts choking and they say, we need a doctor. I'm like, I'm a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) And you're laughing just like she's laughing, but she would, she just look at me and she'd be like, if you're not that kind of Is there a doctor in here? I'm a doctor. Um, would you like to see my creative writing thesis? I can give you references of books to read in the hospital as you're recovering. Like I, I'm still needed. Meanwhile, <laughs> could you choke a little quieter, please, sir? I'm trying to tell you about why Stephen King's Dark Tower series is completely revolutionary. You're being very rude, sir. I see you're laying on the ground. You're not even looking at me. Oh yeah. But now, so I mean, honestly, why go into debt with all the student loans and get a, a doctoral degree if you're, they're not going to call you doctor? Yeah, that's insane. Uh, I'm really actually kind of upset about that now. I need more therapy with Nick Nick Squared Podcast. You can buy our underwear and get therapy lessons. You know, I think I'm going to stop talking to you now, Nick. Um, I think we've we've reached a point where. Um, your insane ramblings are enough for this episode. You're welcome. You're welcome for the Nick Squared podcast. I've been Nick. And I've been Nick. But I have also been Nick. I'm Nick as well. You're Nick. You're Nick. We're Nick. We are one. You're welcome. Hope you enjoyed. See you next week. Nick Squared podcast.